The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always happy to have you with us on the Trip Talk broadcast slash podcast, available on iTunes at AmericanRoadMagazine.com, 1150KKNW.com, Podcast One, and any place where you can hear great podcasts. But first, a live broadcast here on 1150KKNW Seattle. Before we get started with our special guest, a first-time visitor to Trip Talk, I've got some great news for American Road Magazine readers and lovers of the open road. Celebrate the golden age of Route 66. The cars, the music, the food, the friends made along the way, all brought together at the International Route 66 Mother Road Festival in Springfield, Illinois. It's happening September 27 through 29. Unlike many festivals, this one offers free spectator admission. Don't miss the spectacular 2000 car Friday night classic car cruise into downtown and the unforgettable burnout competition on Saturday. The International Route 66 Mother Road Festival is coming up quickly. Get your motor running and head out to historic Springfield, Illinois. Well, once again, we are here and with a brand new guest and a very spooky topic. The book is called Celebrity Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings. The author is Marie D. Jones. She is famous among paranormal investigators. She also takes to the open road in her investigations. She has done over a thousand television and radio appearances and adding trip talk hopefully burnishes her credentials and it sure makes us look good. Once again, that book is Celebrity Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings. There is a chapter in there about roads, highways, bridges, tunnels, spooky places accessible by automobile. And that's why we have Marie on today. Marie D. Jones, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. This is a little different because we have a travel bent to this show. We've talked to you on other broadcasts. You are such a prolific author with such well-researched material. I thought it would be great to have you come to the American Road Trip Talk listenership to tell us about those places that are spooky, that tend to give you goosebumps, and people want to go there to just see if they can see a ghost or anything that reminds them of haunted houses and Halloween and all of that kind of thing that, that qualifies as paranormal. And in doing so, Marie, you know, I, among the famous, I think one of the most tragic and celebrated incidents concerns if we're talking about being out on the open road highway 41 and the tragic death of james dean i thought that would be a good place to start today tell us what you know about that please well you know james dean was into a fast food and he actually died of a car crash he had a car that he absolutely fell in love with it was a horse fighter silver gray 1955 he called it the little bastard, <laughs> and he painted the number of 130 on the side. Just made it look like a real racist car. So on September 23, 1955, he was showing the car to Alec Guinness outside of a restaurant. We all know who Alec Guinness is from Star Wars fame, but not a, a million other movies. 
And Gimbal told him, he said, you know, the car has a sinister look to it. He even told me that he'd die in a car crash. He'd die in that very car by the same time next week. In fact, Dean was killed in a car wreck a week later while he was trying to avoid a car that was making a left turn onto Route 31 heading towards Fresno. The other driver was a, a student by the very bizarre name of Donald Turnupseed, who crossed over the center line, slammed into Dean's car. Dean was driving very fast, at least 85 miles per hour, so he was killed instantly, and uh, the, the passenger was a mechanic. He survived. And, of course, Turnupseed had a minor injury. So what happened from there, though, is that everywhere the car wreckage was taken, to a garage here, to a, a dealer here, to being delivered on a flatbed truck to another garage. There were always reports of bizarre things happening. Um, people getting sick and, and people having accidents and wreckage falling and all kinds of strange things that were associated with this car. So I imagine... And I don't know of any specific cases, but I imagine if you hang out on Route 41 heading towards Fresno, you'll probably see a very unusual little sports car zipping down the road, and maybe even James Dean standing around looking shocked or surprised. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of roadways and bridges and tunnels and paths and all kinds of strange places like that where things have happened. To famous people and to, you know, normal people like us. And I am so curious, Marie. Thank you for sharing that story. That is eerie in more than one way. Uh, Sir Alec Guinness, the actor, actually forewarned him about his own impending death in that car. I have never heard that story before. And that just strikes me not only as bizarre, but... Uh, as evidence of Sir Alec Guinness's remarkable ability to see something so tragic a week ahead. And then I guess he felt he needed to warn James Dean with his reckless reputation that something very bad was going to happen to him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it wasn't, um, he wasn't the only person that died. The, the uh, driver of the flatbed truck that was taking the wreckage to a garage in Salinas lost control of the truck thrown to the ground, and Little Bastard literally fell off the truck and crushed him to death. So oh, my God. A lot of people call that the cursed car, the James Dean cursed automobile. <laughs> uh, so who knows? And the thing is, we don't know if it came with the curse or if James Dean attracted some negative entity into it. But, yeah, I don't think I'd want anything to do with any parts from that car. I should ask you what ultimately happened to that vehicle. Oh, gosh, let's see. Apparently the last known place that the wreckage was in a garage heading in New Orleans. Part of the car was oh. on display. It broke off into 11 pieces. This was in 1959. Nobody knew why. A year later, some of the parts were heading to a garage in Florida, and it vanished and hasn't been heard from since. Really? So, yeah, it's like a it's like a creepy mystery car that, you know, 
will show up somewhere when, uh, when somebody's least expecting it. That game does, does haunt the cemetery where he was buried, but I was not able to find any reports of it. I'm sure they're out there of him driving the car or being seen in the car, but you would have to think that if that was one of his most beloved objects, as cursed as it was, that that would certainly be the case. I would think so as well. Perhaps more to be revealed later. What a strange and tragic story. Once again, Marie D. Jones, our guest, and she is author the, uh, author of two dozen books or so. Always have to change the number with her. She's a prolific author. Her latest, Celebrity <laughs> Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings. Okay, Marie, now having written about others for so long and for so well, let's get personal. Quest Haven Road in North San Diego, California. You had an experience of your own, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about it. Oh, boy. So there are a lot of haunted roadways out there, uh, whether they're where a car crash has occurred and someone has died, or they're known for things like ghost hitchhikers, particular ghosts or urban legends. And every... And I'd love to do a book on this next because I'm so fascinated by the fact that every town has five or six urban legends. And no doubt, from people that I have talked to, one of them involves a lady in white, a spectral woman with white flowing gown or robes that wanders the woods or the forest or the seaside, usually crying over something. She looks like something very tragic ended her life. So when I came to San Diego from Los Angeles, this was years ago, I heard about the white lady that was in my area, and it was literally just a few miles from where I live, in a place called Quest Haven, which is now called San Alijo, and it's close to the Elfin Forest. The Elfin Forest has a lot of spookiness that has been reported over the years. So I thought, I'm going to go check it out. So I drove out there one day. Now, today, these roads are much more developed. But at the time, there was one dirt road that went into this area. West Haven is a beautiful Christian retreat um, that anyone is welcome to go to. sits at the top of a hill. I've been there many times. It's a gorgeous place. But when this happened, there was a very woodsy road leading up to the retreat. And this is where the white lady was sighted so often. So I drove up there, and as it, and it's a San Diego, perfectly clear, sunny day, no rain, nothing, okay? As I'm driving through, all of a sudden, it starts, my car just kind of stalled out, and I thought, oh, well, whatever, let me, you know, I was kind of going into a bumpy road. It starts pouring rain. The sky turns, like, black. It's pouring rain, but I kind of tell it was pouring just on my car and the area right around it, I just sort of intuitively knew that, flooded the road in front of me very quickly, got to the point that once I could get my car started, I was sort of, um, what do you call it, when you're stuck in the mud, your wheels are spinning, total panic, crying, this was long before cell phones, and I finally, uh, you know, I kept feeling the sense of foreboding, like, oh my God, she's coming for me, that's it, I'm done. And I finally got the car get through the mud, turned it around, hightailed it out of there, and as soon as I came out of the dirt road, out of the woods, onto the main road, 
was perfectly clear. There was no clouds in sight, and my car was the only thing wet. So I never actually saw her, but boy, did I feel like that was sort of a sign, like, you know, if you're here another five minutes, you're going to have an encounter with the lady in white. Now, like I said today, those roads, a lot of them are paved, there's homes, there's still some woodsy area, and I've been up to Quest Haven many times to go hiking and just walk around the beautiful ground, not ever have that feeling again. So I don't know if the lady in white moved off further into the woods, <laughs> or <laughs> she just, you know, gave up altogether. But it actually is a persistent urban legend here, though. I still hear about it, but that was my one and only, what I believe, encounter with with the potential lady in white. The urban legend as a story, it may be a legend, but you experienced something quite anomalous because, as I read in the book, a half mile or less away from where you had this very treacherous patch, the sky was clear. It was crazy. And I remember telling my husband at the time when I, I was married, and he, you know, he said, well, it could have just been you know, one of those little storm cells. I was like, no, 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 no. There was not a cloud in the sky when I drove in. There was not a cloud in the sky when I drove out. And we live in San Diego. We don't have that kind of pop-up thunderstorm, you know, pouring rain. It really, and it, I felt, and I know that this, not, this is not objective uh, evidence, but I felt such a sense of foreboding that I went into a panic. And I don't panic easily. Um, and I just remember being so desperate to just get the car out of there. And a lot of these stories that I encountered about haunted roadways and bridges and um, covered bridges and tunnels and things, a lot of people had that same experience where uh, such a sense of foreboding of danger. Some people actually encounter ghosts and things. Others feel like they were on the verge of it and that they got away just in time. Now, you see, you're a paranormal investigator, so I can see where you would pursue it. But isn't it an interesting quirk of human nature that something foreboding, something that feels threatening, will attract people when the urban legend ought to keep you away? I think there's just this germ of curiosity that people have that makes them want to go out of their way to see if they can experience something paranormal. I thought I was so tough. Oh, I'm going to go look for it. But I will tell you, I'm the biggest chicken on the planet. <laughs> you know? I I love this stuff. I investigate it. I write about it. I research it. But in situations like that where I'm actually operating on my feelings and my instincts, I honestly just wanted to get out of there. Um, yeah, I guess if I here's the thing: if I would have been with a couple of other people, we would have probably you know stuck it out. But when you're alone, you your survival instinct kicks in pretty strongly. Yes, that makes perfect sense to me. Also in your book, you write about bridges. And I have a particular interest, and I find them beautiful mainly, that's the thing, but covered bridges, which are something of a vanishing architectural species in North America, there may be several of them still around in really good shape. They're allowed to age gracefully if they aren't actually fully maintained. But you see a lot of this on the East Coast and particularly in New England. 
uh, there are stories yeah. that abound regarding these covered bridges. Photographers love to take pictures of covered bridges. And people will go looking for the paranormal there. I believe there is one, I think it's nicknamed Emily's Bridge in the state of Vermont. Could you tell us about that? I will. And I will say that covered bridges, because they're, they're so old, they're historical areas, just like the Gettysburg Battlefield or the White House, areas that have a lot of history we kind of assume we're going to see this kind of activity, but also bridges themselves kind of scare us, especially when they're covered. They're like tunnels. You don't know which no end if you're going to come out. So there's a bridge called the Goldbrook Bridge in Vermont. It's a covered bridge. It was kind of nicknamed Emily's Bridge because of a young girl that is said to have uh, died on the bridge. There's rumors as to how that happened. One claims that she hung herself from the rafters after being jilted by a lover. There's another local legend that says she drove horse, her horse and carriage off the bridge after the man she loved abandoned her at the altar. So nobody necessarily knows the real cause. But years later, there were reports of people who were contacting Emily with a good old Ouija board and... Wow. Uh, she claimed in one session that she was killed by her own mother-in-law. Probably didn't like her, as a lot of mother-in-laws don't. But she still haunts the bridge. People claim that when they're on the bridge, they hear footsteps, they hear noises. They, if they park their cars on the bridge, they come away with weird scratches. They hear the sound of rope dragging across the cars. And... A ghostly lady of white is known to be seen in the general area of the bridge. There's another mourning, grieving lady in white. That is a spooky story. It also leaves me puzzled, Marie. You might need to run this one down, excellent researcher that you are, because I don't know too many brides jilted and left at the altar who nevertheless have a mother-in-law. That's true. One of the many, one of the many rumors. Um, and now, it could I don't be know that... what I trust. <laughs> I yes. don't know what I trust more: the Ouija board or <laughs> local legend. And that's the problem with urban legends: is yes. that they're based on something true, a true death or accident or person, but they've been embellished. Uh, it's like that telephone operator game. So much so that when you try to investigate or learn what the real source is. You've got to sort of peel the layers of the onion to get to the truth. So there most likely was a woman named Emily who died on this bridge. But how is still up for grabs? And if she was jilted, it could be that it was would-be mother-in-law. The man she exactly. loved had a mother who might have had it in for Emily and the legend grows. That is a fascinating exactly. story. Yeah. We... We can be, yes, please continue. Oh, I was going to say, one of many what are called suicide bridges where people have been trying to hang themselves in the raft or throw themselves off into the water or, you know, take their life somehow, and yet they are still haunting the bridge. And these go back into the 1800s. So, you know, there's a lot of history to these bridges. We have one here in San Diego called the Coronado Bridge, 
where a number of suicides have taken place. And there's a lot of people that claim they see at night driving across the bridge what look like people, but they, they turn out to be ghosts. And most infamously, the Golden Gate Bridge over San Francisco Bay, I believe, if I recall correctly from reading your book, over a thousand people have taken their lives there? Over 1,600. Oh, my goodness. committed suicide there. And I know that I read really recently, too, that they were, they've made a lot of attempts to make the bridge harder <laughs> for people to, you know, jump. If you jump, you land, there's sort of a landing. And that they still, I think if somebody really wants to kill themselves, they'll find a way. But they have had to, they've been forced to, much like the Coronado Bridge here, or the Colorado Street Bridge in Pasadena, which had an awful reputation for suicide. They have to find ways to sort of like, just like they do with earthquake reinforcement, suicide reinforcement. Try to prevent people from doing this. In terms of, (laughs) well, yes, and that would be a great act of civic responsibility because any town, any municipality would try to keep these suicides from happening. That's just being responsible. I actually respect that a great deal. Right. What would you say? Well, I was going to ask you, Marie, moving on to other highways, there are there haunted highways. Just about everybody has heard the story of being on an avenue or it might be in a residential neighborhood and you're driving along and there's a hitchhiking woman who appears to be in a prom dress. And then the story goes that she was killed in a car accident many years earlier there. And she asked for a ride and you take her home and you go and knock on the door and the girl vanishes. And the mother says, Oh, that was uh, 10 years ago. My daughter died in a car accident after her junior prom or something like that. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh, so, there's so many of them, and they get really bizarre, really bizarre. Um, if you want one of my favorites, I, sure. you know, in Columbus, Missouri, there is a rural stretch of road called Nass Road that is home to a very strange ghost called Lady. Now, this is said to be a, a ghost of a woman who chases drivers down the road at night, banging on their hood. She has three legs. But one of them is a rotted limb sewn to her body. And generations of locals, here we go again with the urban legend, claim that she is a a real woman who somehow got involved with selling her soul to the devil uh, to save her daughter who was dismembered in an accident. And all she could do that was find the torn off leg. And it's just. I can't even imagine. There's another rumor that the leg is that of a dead lover that she refused to give up on. Maybe she cut his leg off for a souvenir. But, you know, rumor is that you, if you turn your lights off while driving down Nash Road, you're going to see her. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would want to do that, but hey, go for it. <laughs> now, that's the kind of story that I would expect to hear if you have a flashlight under your chin at a campfire. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know, you talked about those hitchhikers, Archer Avenue, um, which is a stretch of Illinois Route 171, runs across southwest side of Chicago. There's a a hitchhiker ghost that so many people have seen, um, whether she's 
in the woods or walking past the cemetery, uh, this ghostly woman that they call Resurrection Mary. She's been seen hitchhiking along the road. That's what color she says since white since the 1930s. And people will often see her. She's blonde, blue eyes, dressed in white. She looks real. But as they stop to let her in to help her, she disappears as she runs up toward the car. And this is typical of so many different roads. And I honestly believe there's something almost archetypal about these types of sightings and urban legends that they occur all over the world, no doubt, but definitely all over the United States with different names that are associated with different people or different uh, regions or, you know, a specific bridge. But a lot of them are very much almost duplicate as others that you'll hear about. You have so many wonderful stories to relate in Celebrity Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings. Marie D. Jones, I would love to have you again sometime as our guest to talk about some of the haunted places, haunted hotels, haunted inns and restaurants, haunted bars, honky-tonks, because there are so many of those accessible by automobile somewhere on the American road. Thank you so much, Marie, for being our guest today. We'll talk again. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Very much our pleasure, too. I wanted to let our listeners know that American Roads 2019 Picture Perfect Photography Contest celebrates art in every form. Art inspires and influences people in many ways. Submit a photograph of your favorite subject that inspires you to travel and celebrate life. Whether it's a photo of a beautiful sunset, a quirky roadside attraction, or a neon sign, let your imagination soar. Send us your picture-perfect photo. You could win $500 and have your photograph published in an upcoming issue of American Road Magazine. Visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com for details and entry instructions. Thanks once again for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road Magazine. Until next week, drive safely, everyone, and dream well. 